This morning we're reading from Romans chapter 15, beginning in verse 7. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you, for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God, in order that He might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy. As it is written, therefore, I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles, and him the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the Word of God for the people of God. He called the church. He got a hold of one of our staff people. He indicated that he was looking for a church home, but he needed a little bit of help. Because he had a daughter who was a little bit different. He wondered if we would be able to welcome them to accommodate her. The staff person who talked with them assured him that we would try. That we would do all that we can and invited them to come and visit. The information was then relayed to the appropriate age level staff person so that they too could reach out and talk with the family. Find out other ways that we might connect with them. The information was relayed to me so the next day... I called the father, identified myself, and talked with him about the church. Told him I didn't think there would be any problem if his family came and joined with this family of faith. I believed we could accommodate their request and we would hope that they would come as soon as possible. You could hear the relief in his voice when I assured him that we would welcome them. He felt welcome. Paul raises this issue of how we welcome one another in the family of faith. Each Sunday when we participate in Holy Communion, usually the first Sunday of every month, we did so this last month, you hear these words to begin that service. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. Those words come from the first letter of John in our Bibles. But they are a great summary of the Gospel. They are a beautiful way to say in a couple of verses God is coming to us. God's love is being offered to each and every one of us. And it points us to this story that we're preparing to celebrate once again that fills us with such joy that God so much wanted to connect with us that finally the divine love was born in the flesh here in the world and walked and lived among us in human form. Can you hear the good news? That God is coming to us. That God is seeking us. That God wants to heal us and make us whole. You hear it throughout the Gospel. 
this idea that God is coming. Paul extends that idea in our passage today in that very first verse we read when he says, Welcome one another, therefore just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Wow. Have you ever thought of that? That you're a part of the glory of God? That any time you welcome someone else into the family of faith, whenever you say hello to someone on a Sunday morning and greet them and invite them in, you're part of the glory of God. You're revealing the very love of God in a day-to-day interaction. You're embodying and proclaiming the good news of Christ by your very act of welcome and hospitality. Paul says, welcome one another. Therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. It's such a theme, such a powerful theme. It weaves in and out throughout the Gospels, but often we fail to make all the connections when we hear these different verses read. I'm going to read you just a sampling of different verses from the Gospels. I want you to listen with this filter that welcoming expresses the glory of God and in fact is part of the revelation of God's love for us. If you flip back into Mark chapter 10, he tells this brief story in that chapter. He says people were bringing little children to Jesus in order that He might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Let the little children come. We're back in the first chapter of Mark. He tells us about Jesus preparing and to come public to proclaim His ministry. He says that Jesus speaks these words to get things started. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. He's saying it has come near in His person. Then repent or turn and believe in the good news. Do you hear this message of God coming to us? Of drawing close to us? Of inviting us in to be a part of the family of God? Or if I flip over to Matthew chapter 11, these powerful words are spoken by Jesus. He says, Come to Me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And you hear the welcome that Christ is extending? Or you might think of those stories from Luke 15 where Jesus tells that trio of stories of parables about things that are lost. A lost coin, lost sheep, and the lost son. Remember how He says there was a father who was wealthy and a son came before the father had passed away and asked for his inheritance now. The father gives him the goods. The son goes to a far off country, lives lavishly, blows through the money, and before long is living in a pigsty with nothing to eat. And then Jesus says He comes to Himself 
and realizes that even though he doesn't deserve to be called the son of the father anymore, that he could go home and maybe be a slave for his father. At least the slaves have something to eat and a place to sleep. And so the son heads home. And Jesus says before the son arrives, the father is scanning the horizon. He sees him far off. And he begins to run. And he runs all the way to the son where he grabs him and holds him and hugs him and kisses him and proclaims to everybody, we have to have a feast for my son who was dead is alive. My son who was lost has been found. Let us slaughter the fatted calf for a party is about to begin. We must celebrate this lost one that has come home again. In all of these parables, Jesus points to the joy that comes in the one about the lost coin and the lost sheep. He ends both of those by saying, there's more joy in heaven over one that is found than all of us who are righteous. Or we could say for our purposes today, when one is welcomed into the family of God, there is great joy. Paul talks about what life in Christ looks like and raises the question for us, do we welcome people like that? Do we welcome people as Christ has welcomed us? And I would tell you that at our best, I think we do. Oh, we're not perfect. We have missed it sometimes, but so often we do really well. Back in October, I told you that I had an opportunity to see this United Methodist pastor who was also a traveling church consultant. He was talking about the importance of welcoming and greeting. Remember, he talked about the 5-10 link rule. The 5 stood for five minutes before worship and the five minutes after. He recommended that those of us who come here regularly should be on the lookout for those who are new or those we do not know. And then we should make a point to go over and greet them and introduce ourselves. The 10 had to do with 10 feet. If somebody comes within 10 feet of you on a Sunday morning, he said it should be your job as a Christian to go and introduce yourself, to meet them, to greet them, to find out about them. And then the link part was as soon as you meet someone before the conversation is over, Introduce them to somebody else you know. He said, we're terrible at remembering names, and this is a way it gives us a chance to say the name at least twice. But it also doubles the number of people they've just met. They're a part of the Boston Avenue Church because they met you, and they met somebody that you know, and you introduced them to. 510 link rule. It is a great way for us to become more welcoming and more connected here in this part of the body of Christ. I can tell you, it's happening here week in and week out. I get to see a lot of these people that you don't meet on their first or second Sunday, but let me tell you how this works. A few months ago, I met a fellow, it was his second Sunday here, but he told me the first Sunday that he was here, people had been so gracious and warm and welcoming, he was ready to join the church. Good job, church. You had welcomed him beautifully. 
And now he's become a part of our family of Christ. Or I could tell you about the retired couple who'd lived away for years and then came back to Tulsa. They went back to their home church, the place they had attended all those years ago. It just didn't seem quite right. Too many different people, different pastor. Same building, but not the same church, if you will. And so they began to look around for a place that would feel more like home. One Sunday, they decided to drive downtown and try Boston Avenue. Once again, you came through. You welcomed them beautifully. By the time I met them, they were thinking about membership. And as I talked with them and introduced them to some other people and we got to know each other, they too decided this could be their church home. What a beautiful experience that you have provided for those who are coming. It happens all the time. There was a family with a couple of kids who began to attend recently. The thing they said that amazed them when I got to talk to them after they'd been here a few weeks, they said it wasn't just one person or two, but every part of the building which they had visited, every age level they had gone to, people had been generous in spirit had welcomed them enthusiastically, had helped them with every question they had. What a fantastic experience for those who are coming. But it's more than a personal experience. Remember, Paul says, whenever you greet someone like that, whenever you meet somebody and welcome them into the family of Christ, you're participating in the glory of God or the revelation of of God's love. Paul goes on to quote several of the Hebrew Scriptures. His point is that your background or your ethnicity doesn't make a difference in terms of your welcome here because it's not based on that. It's based on the fact that you're a child of God and that we have been welcomed by Christ so we are ready to welcome others. We could extend it and say it's not based on your marital status or your family constellation it's based on your identity in christ in the church the primary identifier is child of god beloved of god we welcome one another because god has welcomed us in christ and we're called as followers of his to extend that love and welcome to others Oh, it points us toward this story of God coming to us. It helps prepare us to hear this story in all its fullness that God is coming to us in the birth of this baby. Luke says on that night, the angels were singing glory to God in the highest and peace among all the nations or all the people or peace among those whom God favors or those whom have encountered God in their lives. Before we close, I want to just read you this last verse that Paul writes. It's such a beautiful benediction of sorts. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul is helping us to remember 
That in all of our faith experiences, there is this dynamic where God initiates and we have opportunity to receive. Where God loves us and we have opportunity to receive the gift. But it's more than just between you and God. That once the love is received, once the gift is received then we have opportunity to be a part of the glory of God, to pass it on to others so that they too might know hope and joy and peace because they're a part of the family of Christ, because they've been welcomed in to a place of faith where people believe that all are welcome. It's that powerful dynamic of back and forth between God and us that sparks us to be able to welcome others in. I've been suggesting to you that it's a recipe, if you will, for the Christian life. That it's like a recipe in that it gives us specific steps we can take if we want to experience the fullness of God's love and share it with others. We've been reading from this book of Romans. Paul's been giving us the steps You may remember, if you were here a couple of weeks ago, I suggested that the first step of the recipe was start with light. Focus on light and love and encouragement. And add that encouragement as the second ingredient. And then finally, the third step today. Include welcome. Include welcome. I'm suggesting to you that this is a great recipe to walk through the season of Advent and prepare yourselves for the fullness of the Gospel narratives that will come to us on Christmas Day. Amen.